Good Monday morning. This is Kathleen Listen, and you are listening to the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast. It's a podcast uh, based on my book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy, and it shares my tips on how to reduce swelling in the face and body, and also how to balance our immune system so we're healthier. So I mentioned it was Monday morning today, and it is, and Monday for me is the perfect time to ask you this question. Do you need more sleep? So I cover sleep in uh, chapter seven of the book, and these questions I'm gonna ask are actually on page 84 if you want to refer to it later. Um, And if you get so excited about this podcast that you think someone else in your life would really benefit from it too, just um, go ahead and turn to page 84 and uh, read them the riot act. Well, just gently ask them these questions and see what he or she says. So I'm going to share with you a simple test. It's five questions. It's called the SATED assessment, S-A-T-E-D. And you'll see what those letters stand for because it's the first uh, letter, the first word of each of the questions. So basically, this is um, five questions that will kind of really get at whether you're getting enough sleep at night. So the first one is satisfaction. Um, are you satisfied with your sleep? Or basically, are you satisfied with how much you sleep at night? And then the second is alertness. And that question is, can you stay awake all day without getting sleepy? So that's no naps in the afternoon, none of this uh, two, three, or four o'clock slump where you really feel like you should take a nap. Can you stay awake all day? And then especially sometimes, some people I know, it's seven or eight o'clock and they just feel like they have to turn in early. That's a really good clue that you're not getting enough sleep. And then timing. Are you asleep or trying to get to sleep between two and four a.m.? So if you have a normal sleep-wake schedule, um, is two and four a.m. between those hours, are you asleep, are you in bed, are you actively sleeping or trying to go to sleep? And then the fourth one is efficiency. Um, Does it take you less than 30 minutes to fall asleep? So this really explores, are you tossing and turning at night? Are you unable to kind of turn the thoughts off, turn your brain off? Um, Are you calm enough when you jump into bed that getting to sleep is easy? Or do you need to kind of think about earlier in the evening your schedule and how you can make it possible for you to be sleepy and fall asleep within 30 minutes. And then the last one, the last question is duration. Do you sleep between six and eight hours every night? So what I hear a lot about duration is a lot of people honestly, legitimately believe they can work, can survive on less than six hours of sleep at night. Um, There is a lot of different variation in human beings, so there may be people that can sleep on less than six hours of sleep at night. But the interesting thing is, is that our bodies will fool us into thinking that we're okay when really we're not okay. 
and we can see this everywhere like the person where everyone else knows that they need more sleep but they're thoroughly convinced that they are just fine with that four and five hours of sleep every night so our brain kind of fools us into um, you know continuing on with our lifestyle and making the best of it so think of all five questions and if um, you see maybe some clues of where you need less sleep. Um, kind of, this is one, this may be one area where you can't really like trust your gut if, if you have the strong belief that, you know, you're the warrior that can go on four and five hours of sleep. Like, ask people around you and think of how you are at work and how gentle you are with your family and anyone that is kind of irritated you during the day, how clear you are, um, how, how well you can focus. And those questions too can um, get you really interested in whether you can sleep effectively or not. Have a great day. So in this segment of the Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy podcast, I would like to talk about music and specifically the idea that music can harmonize our immune system. So board certified neurologic musical therapist, Angela Neve um, from the San Diego based Music Therapy Center of California. She shared with me that um, music therapy can be very, very good for the immune system. It can improve our mood by producing endorphins um, and endorphins help us feel good. It could also um, boost the immune system by increasing the cancer-killing cells, and it also reduces anxiety, and it does that by reducing, uh, decreasing cortisol. So her tip is, um, the first step is to find some music that you like. So she suggests um, slow tempo wordless music, so no lyrics in it, and the tempo is relaxing rather than energizing. I love energizing music, um, especially like first thing in the morning, if I'm gonna go on a workout, or you know, I'm kind of, I'm a bouncy, exciting, you know, uh, thrilled, enthusiastic person, so I tend to love that upbeat music too. But for this practice, um, we can also use the little bit more of a slow tempo music. So if you pick some slower tempo music you like, just um, while you're listening to it, practice some deep breathing and relaxation techniques. So we're kind of pairing this slower music with um, our body's experience of deep breathing and our body's experience of whatever relaxation techniques that you prefer. So, and then the exciting part is that once we've taught our body that listening to this particular uh, piece of slow tempo music is um, a time where we relax, then if you're anxious at any point, um, just putting on that music and listening to it again will signal your body like, oh yeah, it's time for us to relax. Like the pressure's off, we can just, you know, go into some deep breathing and relaxation again. 
So just the same way as um, some scents or sounds can trigger us, we can use this relaxing music that we find to, to kind of trigger us to relax as well. Um, and scientists have reviewed hundreds of research papers and found that listening to music had major health benefits when it comes to managing mood, stress, and immunity. Um, and I talk more about immunity and the research behind music and its and its power to um, balance our immune system in chapter seven of the book, Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy, um, specifically on page 102 and 103 are the pages to kind of refer for, for more information. And if you want to um, find out more about music therapy, and music therapy can be an amazing resource. I know that music has had a powerful influence in my life particularly um, the last few hours when I was summiting Mount Kilimanjaro. I'm not sure if I would have been able to make that summit if I didn't have music with me, music that I had previously um, done this pairing exercise with, but kind of in the opposite direction, music that made me feel lively and um, full of energy and then when I was really bone tired and almost ready to give up I put that music on and it energized me again um, our guide Kapange said you know you put the iPod on and all of a sudden you're dancing up the mountain Kathleen so I can definitely um, say that I have seen the power of music and the linking of music with emotion in my life so I would invite you to um, give it a try in your life too. And if you'd like more tips on how to balance your immune system, um, the book Swollen, Bloated, and Puffy by me, Kathleen Listen, is available on Amazon. Have a great day.